Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we're doing something we don't do very often. We're covering a Netflix original movie. We are, of course, talking about Dolomite Is My Name, starring Eddie Murphy, about Dolomite. Rudy Ray Moore, of course, uh, and the classic exploitation movies. And uh, it is a fun one, let me tell you that. I had such a great time with this movie. I know I complain about Netflix originals all the time on social media and our popcorn and puzzle pieces group, but credit where credit is due, I really enjoyed this one. And uh, luckily got to see it in the theater, thanks to our buddy Josh Bell, who also co-hosts the episode with me today. Uh, so that is great that I got a chance to see it in the theater. Um, funny enough, it's probably not one that needs to be seen in the theater since it's just a uh, sweet little comedy, but, uh, it was still great to see it. So before we jump into it, I want to remind you as always to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Join the aforementioned Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces group where we continue the conversation about all these movies that we talk about on the show. And, uh, you know, just generally say hi and uh, get in touch with us. Let us know what you think about the show because we always love hearing from you guys. So, uh, you know, without any further ado, I'd say let's just jump into this one today. Let's talk about Dolomite is my name. All right, so uh, today on the show, we are talking about Dolomite Is My Name, and with me is Josh Bell. How's it going, Josh? It's going well. How are you? Hey, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm just enjoying this awesome movie year. What? Yeah, we were just recording awesome movie year, so I figured I'd give you guys a little plug there. Oh, that's so nice of you. <sighs> this has been a good movie year. It has been. And, and there's been some awesome movies. It most certainly has been, yeah, and... Uh, you know, I, uh, I guess we'll, as we get into our wrap-ups and stuff, which will be coming in just like a couple months here, um, there will be a few Netflix movies in, in the, you know, the conversation, even though I rally so hard against Netflix all the time. Uh, I know you do. I yeah. know, but this is one that I actually really enjoyed, so and I'm happy to And we got to see to it in the theater, so. We did. I thank you for that, because... <laughs> uh, I wonder if I'd have enjoyed it as much or if I'd have been, you know, playing on Twitter the whole time or something because my yeah. damn attention span. But Yeah, that is that is problematic. I actually can't. I like this movie, but I came out of it thinking like, 
it's nice that I saw it in the theater, but it's a kind the kind of movie that I could have been perfectly satisfied to watch at home. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's not like a lot of times when when these movies come out, you know, and you, you you get the 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 tweet, you know, the takes immediately, and it's like see it in the biggest screen possible. I think you're right. It's not necessary, but you know, for me and my attention span, it's always good <laughs> to see movies in the theater whenever right. possible. Glad we got to do that. Uh, yes, absolutely. So uh, Dolomite is my name. Uh, aside from just being, I mean. Dolomite, we talked about this at the screening about how the Dolomite movies aren't necessarily the greatest movies in the world. They're just these like silly fun things from back in the day. And, uh, you know, aside from this, this, this guy, Rudy Ray Moore and, uh, his story, his, his life story, the movie story, the the other big story of the movie is Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, um, people have been saying that this is sort of a movie about Eddie Murphy's career in a way yeah. as well, even though I think Rudy Ray Moore had a very different career. Sure. Eddie Murphy has enjoyed much greater success <laughs> and much higher acclaim for a much longer period of time. And for good reason. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but it, this is a bit of a comeback for him yeah. in that he hasn't been particularly prolific in the last several years. And the movies that he has made have been very poorly received. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I feel like, like, in these this time that he hasn't done that much, everything he's done has been almost like, uh, like, oh look, he, he's back and he's great, you know. Like I remember, really? I, yeah, I mean, remember, like he got so much uh, praise when, like, uh, what was it, Dreamgirls came out, and then there was there was another one around that time too. But uh, now that Norbit. No, it was not. That was, that was around the same time. That was that why was. he lost the Oscar, yeah. allegedly. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like there were other things around that time that he was getting praise for. But yeah, I guess Norbit kind of wipes the slate clean. Yeah, well, and also you're saying recent uh, Dreamgirls came out 13 years ago. I know, I know. And yeah. I think really since then yeah. is the time that I'm thinking of where he's done comedies kind of like Norbit. And mm. at least Norbit was like a box office success. But sure. then there's these other dreadful high concept comedies like meet dave yeah that are terrible but also not successful yeah and then a handful of he had a movie uh, like i think he's maybe even his most recent movie uh called mr church which was a kind of serious true life drama that i never saw but again was just like horribly reviewed yeah and barely got a release that's right that didn't yeah that did not do very well yeah so i think <laughs> it's weird because dream girls was sort of like a new height for him and he got nominated for an Oscar and it was so popular and so successful. And then he followed it up by doing nothing good yeah. for like 13 years. Yeah. He almost has like a, an Adam Sandler kind of thing going on, but now he's got a big, huge role that he's getting a lot of acclaim for. Yeah. Says, and, so. and he deserves it. Yep. Absolutely. Well, uh, Dolomite is my name. Why don't we get into some puzzle pieces? What do you got for your first one? Well, my first one is one that I'll cheat a little because we talked about it, and I think it's probably on your list, so I'll steal your thunder mm -hmm. and mention The Disaster Artist. Yes. The biopic about Tommy Wiseau slash the making of The Room. And like you said, the Dolomite movies, and I've only seen the original Dolomite, which is what's focused on in this movie. Um, and there were some, I think maybe one or two sequels, and also Rudy Ray Moore made a bunch of other similar movies that weren't specifically about Dolomite, but had a lot of the same sensibility to them. Mm -hmm. um, and I've only seen that original, but it is, I would say, like the room of black exploitation movies. Right. <laughs> it's very bad. And it's very bad in a way that is so unique to Rudy Ray Moore. And you watch this movie and you think there's 
the only way that this could possibly have been made is as the weird vision of this one guy yeah. who is the main creative force. He didn't direct it, but he's the co-writer. He created the character of Dolomite. He's the star of it. And the movie is designed to showcase him uh, sometimes to his detriment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that was exactly what happened with Tommy Wiseau in the room. And that's a movie that went on to have a big cult following as Dolomite did. And sure. where people look back on it now and they have a lot of affection for Tommy Wiseau, as I think happened to Rudy Ray Moore in his later years. And it's a, so both the disaster artist and Dolomite is my name look at the making of these bad movies and everything that kind of haphazardly happened with a sense of affection. Sure. Like giving credit to these people like, hey, maybe these movies were bad, but these were people who didn't have a lot going for them. They didn't have a lot of resources. They didn't have a lot of support, but they had passion and they put these movies together no matter what. And I think it, it they're similarly constructed. Yeah, I think I think another parallel to the disaster artist is uh, just the way that as you know, as you're watching, you're kind of you, you almost are wondering like like why didn't people just give up on him? But he just seems to suck people in, you know. And that was exactly what was happening with Tommy. Was so I mean, people just it was almost like they couldn't leave. They just had to see it through, you know, no matter what was going to happen and no matter how just crazy and ridiculous it got during the making of these things right right and i think another thing in the disaster artist you see these like loving recreations of the most ridiculous Mm. moments in the room and you have that here too as they recreate these bits from from the original dolomite and uh perhaps the only disappointing difference is that rudy ray moore is not around to see the appreciation the way that tommy Wiseau is yeah absolutely but i think he felt some love especially from like the hip-hop community and stuff like that yeah uh well all right i'm gonna go with my first puzzle piece uh I, I, I'm going to kind of jump around here. I wasn't going to start with this, but uh, just because we were talking about that appreciation in the hip hop community. Um, and also we're talking about those recreations of scenes. So this is one of those weird ones where it's like, where a movie that's like either a long time sequel or based on a true story, or whatever. It's one of those ones that the thing I'm going to bring up was inspired by the original. So right. it was inspired by Dolomite, which I think in turn kind of inspired this a little bit. Sure. That is Pootie Tang, All right. which I, as I was watching, uh, Dolomite is my name. And I, I, I've seen, I don't know how many Dolomite movies I've seen. Certainly none of them since high school, you know, and I don't know how many Rudy Ray Moore records I've listened to again, certainly not since many, many years ago. Uh, but regardless, there were bits of the recreations that I was like, Oh, I saw this scene in Pootie Tang. Like yeah. they were clearly so super inspired by, by everything about Rudy Ray Moore and the Dolomite movie movies and uh and so i think it's almost like a bridge between the the original and then the making of kind of yeah and i think the fact that so many movies like pootie tang were and and hip-hop artists like snoop dogg who of course appears in this movie Uh the fact that they were influenced by dolomite had an influence on the the sort of inspiration to make this movie yeah the lasting impact of Dolomite is what led them to want to make a movie about Rudy Ray Moore. Yeah, I, I think, uh, and I, I don't think I really realized it going into this movie. It's one of the things I liked the most about the movie uh, is, is 
I feel like a lot of the silliness of hip hop kind of comes from that influence, you know? Yeah. And and obviously I've done my comedy rap in the past and stuff. I, I very much appreciate uh, the silliness of like, you know, Snoop Dogg and, and, and Wu-Tang when they get very out there and ridiculous. And I, I love that stuff. And I think a lot of that influence comes from this. Yeah, I think, uh, I think so. I'm not really like a hip hop expert in any way, uh -huh. but I can absolutely see how that is the case. For sure. Well, what do you got for your next one? Well, I'll, I'll kind of circle back a little to the disaster artist. And in a very similar vein, my next pick is Tim Burton's Ed Wood, mm -hmm. which I believe actually has the same writers, uh, Scott Alexander and Larry Karaszewski, who are kind of biopic uh, experts. Interesting. Um, as they wrote this film, I believe I'm, I should have looked it up to verify, but I'm pretty sure they, they wrote Ed Wood. They also wrote The People versus Larry Flint. They wrote uh, Man on the Moon, the uh, Andy Kaufman biopic starring uh, Jim Carrey, and they wrote the bulk of the uh, American Crime Story season about the O.J. Simpson trial. So they're very well versed in this sure. kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but them aside, I mean, Ed Wood, like the disaster artist, is this very loving tribute to somebody who was kind of a larger than life character and made these really, really bad movies and drew people in, like you were saying about Tommy Wiseau, that yeah. he didn't know what he was doing, and the people who worked with him kind of knew that he didn't know what he was doing, and yet he had this charisma and this passion that was undeniable. And I think Burton you know, captures that really well uh, in that film. And another thing I think that Ed Wood does is that it, you know, it's shot in black and white in, in part to reflect the style of Ed Wood movies, mm -hmm. and there are definitely aspects of Dolomite Is My Name that are meant to visually reflect black exploitation sure. and, and and Rudy Ray Moore films. Um and another thing is the the kind of incorporation of the semi-famous name that they recruit. Of course it's Bella Lugosi played by Martin Landau in in Edwood. And here we have Derville Martin, <laughs> the supporting actor from many black exploitation films who takes himself very, very seriously. Yeah. Played by Wesley Snipes. And he's the only professional person in this entire production yeah. who they recruit to direct and uh to play a supporting role. And very, very entertaining performance by Wesley Snipes. Yeah, I know we're not here to just straight up review a movie, but wow. What what one of one of the more fun performances this year, I think. Yes. Yes. Uh yeah. And and I would just say, uh, you know, it, I don't know about you, but any movie that you could say, you know, Ed Wood as an inspiration for the movie, that's probably a movie I want to see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. There's definitely, like, I, I do have a fondness, maybe not to the degree that you have a fondness for The Room, but <laughs> yeah. I do have a fondness for these kind of weird figures who make movies out of their own strange imaginations, regardless sure. of their talent. You know, someday we'll probably have a Neil Breen biopic. And and I will watch that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I I look forward to that. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm just gonna say right up front that if not all, most of the rest of my puzzle pieces are going to be about like the kind of do-it-yourself aesthetic of this movie. And uh, and so I'm just starting right at, right at the front. I'm gonna go with. Uh, uh, a movie that normally I try not to look at the same director, but I'm going to look at Hustle and Flow. I had that on my list too, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, once these characters start, 
I guess in a way it's like once you get the bug, you know, and you just get into the act of creating and you just, it just gets to be fun. And I know that very well from my own personal, you know, everything that I've worked on in my career. Um, but once you, once you get into it, you really get into it and you just have fun with it. And it doesn't matter that maybe the resources aren't there. Maybe the talent's not even really there, but, uh, you know, there's just so much fun to that. And it's just so infectious to watch them like, just coming together and just figuring this stuff out as they go. Yeah, I agree. And I like I, I did have that on my list. And I think that was a movie that really captured that very well. I mean, I remember at the time that that came out, it was a big debut for Craig Brewer. And he's had kind of a rocky career since then. I think this is his first feature film in quite some yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm glad to see him him back doing that. But yeah, Hustle and Flow just had that kind of energy to it. And not only, I mean, it was his first film, but it was also a big breakout for Terrence Howard sure. and for the song that ended up winning an Oscar. And like I said, I'm not a hip hop fan really at all, but that was a movie that could draw me in as someone who doesn't listen to this music and convey the like infectious enthusiasm. It's hard out here for a pimp as your ringtone. Isn't that right? (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) But I remember liking that, even though, I mean, I think to me, a lot of times what I, the way I feel about songs and music in movies is that I can come out of a movie and say like, wow, that had really great music. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that I would ever actually listen to the music like on its own. But in the context of the movie, I was really into it. And I definitely felt that way about the music in uh, in Hustle and Flow, and also the music in Dolomite, in the original Dolomite. The one, I feel like the one technical aspect that the original Dolomite does really well is the music. Yeah, those are some some serious session players, like just making that just straight up funk music. I mean, yes. it's fantastic. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, what do you got next? Uh, well, the next thing I have kind of goes back to your Pootie Tang pick, which <laughs> is a movie that was clearly influenced by Dolomite and thus now has influenced this new film and that is black dynamite Mm -hmm. um which i think we talked about on a previous episode when we were talking about the velocipaster sure the best film of 2019 (laughs) you heard it here folks yes (laughs) uh but i think like you were saying with pootie tang when i like i saw black dynamite when it first came out and i think it's 2009 maybe i saw it at uh i think it was actually at the cinevegas film festival here Hmm. and at the time that i saw it i had never seen a black exploitation movie i think the only reference point I had for Black Dynamite is actually another movie that I just hadn't thought of, but would be another good puzzle piece here, which is I'm going to get you sucker. Oh, the yeah. Keenan Ivory Wayans film. Um, so I thought Black Dynamite was amusing and I've since then seen more black exploitation movies and you can see a bit of it in some of the others and like the big ones like Shaft and Black Caesar, but watching Dolomite, I was like, okay, this is Black Dynamite. Like yeah. everything in this movie is what they're doing in Black Dynamite in terms of the technical limitations, the boom mics in the in the shot, yeah. and the ridiculous way that people talk, and the conspiracies that make no sense. <laughs> um, so I think the fact that that Black Dynamite created this this goodwill for, I mean, maybe not created, but helped create, along sure. with like hip hop uh, artists, like you were saying, helped create that goodwill, leads them to want to make a movie like this. And one one fun uh, kind of side note that I noticed when I was just reading something else is that the costume designer for this film, for Dolomite Is My Name, 
is the same costume designer who worked on Black Dynamite. Oh, they must have like a just a closet that's just out of control. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And uh, I, I'm going to put, I'm going to get you suck on the list. Yeah, that's, just that's a good, I haven't seen that in a really, really long time, but that is a, a definitely a good pick there as well. So good. So good. Um, all right. I'm going to go with my next one, uh, which again um, involves, you know, just kind of like a, uh, a ragtag group of people making movies and uh and that is be kind rewind the michelle gondry movie where they uh they decide to uh recreate movies they swede them and um i i feel like there's so many aspects of uh of the dolomite movie that they're kind of taking things that they love and recreating them you know and you know like the bruce lee fights and the you know uh just all the kinds of like little things from b movies and stuff that they loved before and just kind of making it their own and uh it reminded me of that kind of a spirit right yeah i think so and there's that great scene where uh, Rudy Ray Moore is talking to this very serious playwright that he's hired to write the movie played by Keegan-Michael Key. And he's just kind of rattling off the things from movies that he wants. Like, well, we got to have Kung Fu (laughs) and we got to have naked ladies and we got to have explosions and guns. And I think there's one, I can't remember if it was like vampires or aliens or some other aspect that he goes a little too far with. Yeah, yeah. And that's the one thing that the writer's able to say like, well, maybe not that. Yeah. (laughs) But we still, yeah, we got to have Kung Fu and we got to have explosions and we got to have naked ladies. Um, Yeah, I think that's very much the idea that uh, Rudy Ray Moore and everyone in this movie, there are people who just saw what they liked in other movies and just said, why can't we just put all of that stuff in yeah, our movie? Absolutely. And yeah. And I mean, it's also, uh, I guess to, in some way it's, it's a matter of uh, representation even like, it's like, why can't we have that movie? Right. You know, why can't we have those kinds of scenes in our movie? Yeah, exactly. They go see movies starring white people that have all of those aspects. And yeah. it's like, why don't we have one of those as well? Which is great. Yeah. Um, what do you got for your next one? Well, I, this is my last one. Cause, uh, I had had hustle and flow also. And, sure. uh, and this goes to, I think, again, the kind of thing that you were talking about movies about people with limited resources who just go for it and make their own film. And another Eddie Murphy movie, which is Bowfinger starring <laughs> yeah. Steve Martin as the huckster B movie producer who decides that he's going to make his magnum opus chubby rain <laughs> starring, uh, Kit Ramsey, the big movie star played by Eddie Murphy. Um, but they're going to do it without him knowing that he's in the movie and they, they film it kind of surreptitiously. And then they end up hiring his, I guess it's his twin brother, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Played also by Eddie Murphy. Um, and it's obviously completely ridiculous and far more over the top than this movie, but I think it has that same spirit, like be kind rewind of like people who don't know what they're doing necessarily, but just have so much love for movies and so much passion for throwing together whatever weird dumb stuff that they can come up with yeah and somehow it all works out um and that's a funny movie i think both both steve martin and eddie murphy have had very rocky oh yeah later careers and i feel like that's a highlight for them even though i mean it's probably 20 years old or something at this point but of the last couple decades i feel like whatever year that is that might be my pick when we get to an awesome movie year, <laughs> all right yeah that that's that's i haven't seen it in a long 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 time but i just remember loving that so much yeah was, i did so too fun. it's also been a while for me but i i also thought that movie was great all right well uh that means i only have one more because yeah that was on my list too <laughs> oh, okay so i've got one last one and like i said i mean it's going to continue this theme of uh 
of people just, you know, trying to make something, you know, and just uh, just kind of learning to have fun with it along the way. Uh, Brigsby Bear, which was, I thought, a lot of fun. Um, an indie film from, I want to say 2016, just a couple of years ago. Um, but uh, yeah, again, it's got that, that do-it-yourself spirit and that, that just trying to make something out of nothing and and just a love of the movies you know and i just think that that's such a, a fun thing it's such a it's such a uh a fun place to 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 take some characters and just kind of see what they end up doing you know yeah i love brigsby i think that i think that's a really underrated movie i wish more people would see it and and it is a fun movie, but I feel like it also is a really good movie about like emotional trauma sure, and the sure. way that creating films can be a way to deal with that. Yeah. And there's nothing that heavy at all in, in Dolomite Is My Name, but especially the beginning, you do get a sense of Rudy Ray Moore as this guy who's had a lot of failure in his life and is kind of beaten down and is sad and yeah. is maybe channeling some of that into discovering this overconfident character yeah. <laughs> of the Dolomite pimp, which is not him at all, but it gives him that confidence that he's been lacking in his own actual life. Sure. Absolutely. And I, I mean, yeah. And I mean, this movie does as, you know, as silly and fun as it is. I mean, it does have its emotional moments and everything and, you know, everything that happens with uh, lady Reed and like, you know, yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's stuff there, but certainly not like Brigsby Bear. No, definitely not. And it doesn't need to be as heavy. I mean, I think there's right. aspects of Rudy Ray Moore's personal life, like his sexuality, that they really kind of don't get into mm -hmm. in this movie. It could have been a slightly more serious, sure. slightly heavier piece. But I think it's a good balance for what it is. And it's really focused on the idea that we're talking about of the, the outsiders making a movie more so than it is about Rudy Ray Moore and his own kind of personal emotional journey sure it's like uh it's a it's a dolomite movie it's yeah <laughs> it's better than i think as i said to you at at the at the screening as much as dolomite is beloved like pretty much everyone in this movie is way more oh charismatic God. and talented than rudy ray moore ever was <laughs> and that's not to diminish his country contributions at all but you watch this movie and you think this is so entertaining i bet dolomite is so much fun to watch and dolomite at least from my perspective is like mm. It's it's a rough go <laughs> to get through it. You know what? We're we're I'll just say we're pre-recording this. Uh, you know, this is going to come out when the uh, movie hits Netflix. I am going to make sure to watch at least one Dolomite movie <laughs> to see how it like you know really it holds, holds up, up for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and we'll see because yeah, like I said, it's been forever. But I have a feeling I might uh, still kind of dig those movies. They're just I I don't know. We'll You're see. not alone. I mean, obviously they have. The, that's why this movie exists is because they have a, a big following among a lot of influential people. Absolutely. Well, uh, let's do the finished puzzle, and then we'll get into any closing thoughts. Uh, finished puzzle for Dolomite is my name includes the disaster artist Pootie Tang, Ed Wood, Hustle and Flow, Black Dynamite. I'm gonna get you sucker. Be Kind, Rewind, Bowfinger, and Brigsby Bear. Uh, I love I love a movie that deals with making movies. I, I, there's, you know, it's such a great uh, tradition of, of you know, that, that kind of thing because it, it shows such a love for that creativity and everything. And, you know, I'm sure, I don't know, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I'm sure it doesn't always work out. But these movies on our list right here, I, I love all of these movies, you know? Yeah, yeah. Those are all, all really good movies. And, and I do like, I mean, maybe it's a 
cliche that people who make movies like to make movies about how great it is to make movies. Uh-huh. But I, it is great. And as a person who loves to watch movies, like I like to be reminded of the the power of of filmmaking. And yeah, I mean, there's movies like I. What comes to mind is like uh, Lost in La Mancha, the docu, the Terry Gilliam documentary, mm. which is a great movie about making a movie where everything goes wrong and then they literally give up. Right. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, and that's a that's not a fiction film, but. Um, you know, sure. I'm I'm sure it it there's other examples that 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 are out there about failure. Sure. Um, but even in the failure, I mean, even that movie is about how everyone involved has such dedication that they will endure so much before they finally throw in the towel. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. What do you think as far as I mean, you know. I think we've said what we're gonna say about Eddie Murphy being great in this, but what do you think about the fact that it seems like now it's just sequel after sequel that he's jumping back into. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, it's hard to blame him specifically for that, sure. given that that's like what everyone does now. Yeah. Um, and Hey, he's got Craig Brewer directing the coming to America sequel. So yeah. they obviously worked well together here. Yeah. Uh, that's slightly promising. Uh, I mean, I'd rather see a coming to America sequel than a Norbit sequel. <laughs> I guess that's, that's what I can say about that. There you go. I think that works yeah. quite well. Uh, right on. Well, what is uh, something else you watched recently you want to recommend? Well, a movie that is will be just out on VOD and DVD as uh, this is coming up. Uh, and that sadly skipped a theatrical release. I was bummed after having watched it, of course, at home, uh, that no one is going to get to see it in the theater. Uh, is a movie called Sweetheart by uh, J.D. Dillard. Made a movie a couple years ago called Slight that not a lot of people saw. Kind of a weird mix of... Uh, urban drama and superhero sci-fi stuff that I thought was really good and creative and an interesting mix of genres. And now he's got this film called Sweetheart, which is also a creative mix of genres in a very, very different way. It's basically like Castaway, but with a monster. And uh, Kiersey Ah. Clemens is great in a role that, like Tom Hanks in Castaway, she's almost the entire movie. A lot of it without dialogue is this woman who gets stranded on a desert island where in fact there is a monster a sea monster and she has to resourcefully survive and later on some stuff happens that deals with kind of the same a similar kind of relationship drama is actually like in in midsummer where it uses the horror to address uh the way men treat women and and Mm. whether they're believed or not and i just thought it was really rich thematically it's got a great performance from kiersey clemens it's suspenseful uh it's good minimalist use of special effects until, you know, the one moment where they show you too much. <laughs> but but overall, I just it had been I think it was at Sundance and uh, maybe at South by Southwest and it got kind of mixed reactions out of festivals. And I just really liked it. So I don't know why I didn't get a theatrical release. It's being put out by Blumhouse. Uh, hmm. Check it out on VOD right now. It's called Sweetheart. Yeah, I did hear good things about it now that I now that you jogged my memory with that. But yeah, uh maybe I'll maybe I'll watch it. I, I know you know. hate watching movies at home. I know. But that's the only way you're gonna see it. Damn it. All right, we'll see. Well, uh Josh, where can we uh find what you're doing? Well, of course there's awesome movie year, the podcast that I co-host with Jason Harris, and that is produced by the fabulous David Rosen. Mm. We talk about a different year in movies in each season. We're in the thick of our 2007 movie season. So you can catch that at awesomemovieyear.com, awesomemoviepod on Twitter, 
Uh, and uh, look for Awesome Movie Year wherever you get podcasts. And uh, I am at joshbellhateseverything.com, Josh Bell Hates Everything on Facebook, and at Signal Bleed on Twitter. Beautiful. Well, I'm glad we did this one. I, I Like I said, there's so many great movies on this list. Uh, I just thought it was a lot of fun getting to talk about some of yeah, these. Yeah, it's a fun movie. Yeah. People, watch it. <laughs> This episode of Piecing It Together is brought to you by the Truth Be Told Hip Hop Podcast. Although a fairly simple premise, what makes the show compelling is the camaraderie shared among the hosts, Big UU, Rifa, and Black Todd. The casual and unstructured format of the show is akin to an organic conversation, the kind that hip hop fans usually have with each other with plenty of strong opinions and off-the-cuff rants and debates. Add it to the different backgrounds of each host, and what you're left with is a good and entertaining mix of personalities and perspectives all in one place. Subscribe now to the Truth Be Told Hip Hop Podcast on your favorite podcast player. You know, I did promise that I was going to uh, watch the original Dolomite. I told Josh I would do it, and guess what? I did it. Uh, I know I don't watch movies at home nearly enough, but I did it, and uh, uh, I, I, I I liked it a lot more than Josh did. Let's put it that way. Watching the uh, the old school Dolomite, um, I, I thought there are some really funny moments within it, and it is uh, really bad though. But <laughs> I mean, it uh, th- there's a, there's a lot that's just so ridiculous. I love how uh, just truly bad Rudy Ray Moore was um, as Dolomite, but. You know, it is what it is. It it, it works in that context, and uh, I maybe one of these days I'll watch one of the one of the other movies he went on to make after this. It would be interesting to see if he got any better. My guess is probably not, but I'm sure he still had people laughing all through those years. And um, you know, it's 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 a great contribution to midnight. So bad it's good cinema. And this was a great movie and a great conversation with Josh Bell. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, as always, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And you can just, you know, follow us, social media, at PiecingPod. Join the Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. You can support us on Patreon. You know, most likely you are listening to this on the main uh, Piecing It Together podcast feed. But this was one of two episodes this week that went up early on the Patreon. That's not something we're going to do all the time or anything. Uh, but it is, you know, I'm starting to uh, record some bonus content that's going to go on the Patreon. And just to kind of flesh it out, if we have an episode done ahead of time, I will uh, squeeze it in on Patreon. That way our Patreon subscribers can check it out, you know, ahead of whether it's the VOD release date or if we have like a couple episodes in the can that need to go up first or whatever kind of scheduling. If there's something that's just waiting to get posted... Might as well throw it up on there for anybody that uh, supports us on there. We do appreciate the support. So uh, along with that kind of support, you can also uh, vote for us. Well, actually, it's nominate us, not voting yet. Nominate us for the Discover Podcast Awards, uh, Best TV and Movie Episode. Best TV and Movie Podcast, not episode. Best TV and Movie Podcast. That would be awesome if you did that. We would love to get into the running for the actual award. Um, but, you know, as always, we, we mainly just want to put on a great show for you guys. But if you'd like to support the show, go ahead and nominate us. That would be awesome. So uh, that does it for today. Let's leave you guys with a piece of music today. And because Dolomite 
is such a influential figure in the world of hip-hop. I don't do this very often, but I'm going to dig into my comedy rap uh, career for... <laughs> <laughs> for some uh for one of my tracks from that whole period of my life uh and go with something a little old school hip-hop influenced that i think would maybe fit with a dolomite type of theme this is a song called don't eat fire from the demise and d-rocks album six years later it's a very silly ridiculous hopefully not too offensive uh comedy rap song that we put out oh, about 2006-ish, I want to say. And uh, we used to do this stuff on a pretty regular basis before my career composing music for film. And then, of course, nowadays, getting into podcasting has taken off. So uh, this music still is all out there, um, ready to embarrass me at any turn. Uh, but, of course, is supposed to do that because it's so freaking ridiculous. But uh, enjoy Don't Eat Fire. And we'll be back with a, another episode of Piecing It Together next week, along with some of my uh, quote-unquote real music. Come on now.
and all points west. Thank you.